Okay, day two, two days in a row. I was done, I tapped out at what, three o'clock? Oh, a little bit, maybe like 2.30. So, I was gonna podcast about this morning, but now that I just, I got sidetracked in that, I wasn't able to work. I was just, I wiped out. I did things I needed to do, and I just depleted energy really quick. So, I've been laying down since like 2.30. Took my meds, um, took my pain med, <laughs> which brings me to the hospital this morning. Uh, to get some tests on allergy tests and that. Uh, I'm still waiting on the pain meds, the pills to hit. Uh, it's gonna be one of those, gonna be one of those days where they're just, uh, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. It just depends on, uh, like my oncology hospital specialist said, it just depends on if your body's gonna break it down or not. It's just, you know, gotta have the uh, digestive tract working properly which mine does not in order to uh, get these pills to break down properly so you can get the relief which brings me to the hospital this morning I am happy to say that I had all the testing done allergy testing in that um, there had some other tests done while I was there and they stat everything and um it's strange because the last major surgery I had, um, I had told them I was allergic to morphine and they had it in my chart. And for whatever reason, the nurse um, during recovery that I had overlooked that I was allergic to morphine, I don't know how she did, and gave me morphine, a nice healthy dose of morphine. Um, I was still coming to at that point. I just remember having to go to the bathroom and I just started feeling really weird and I just felt like the med just really hit me really quickly and I turned blue. That's all I remember. But um, yeah, I had a reaction to morphine. So they had it in my chart. But the problem is with these pain pumps, one of the drugs that they use is morphine, which I'm allergic to. My other drug allergy test, um, testing I've had over the past, uh, two years actually the problem we've realized um is it's not necessarily that I'm allergic to the drugs that I'm allergic to it's just I'm not absorbing and breaking pills and capsules and things like that down properly um because I have issues with my GI tract and um so I will get the max sometimes like every side effect you can think of I'll get some really bad side effects, um, not so great things, or the drug just, or the pill, will not break down, and it's picked up, which I've had multiple scans now where they're finding full pills and the colon, which is definitely not normal. Um, so it just, it just tells them I'm not absorbing things, I'm not... During last surgery, I was told that um, they kind of looked into the intestines in that, small intestine, large intestine. Normally when they um, do surgery and, you know, they open you up, the intestines will move around and, you know, squirm around is what they say, which is normal. You have motility, so there's a lot of function and movement in that. Mine did not move. Um, they had tested while I was under and... Um, the organs themselves looked fairly well, but there was no function. So I had some other motility tests done um, 
and uh, has a problem. So, um, and the thing was is with oncology and the group I'm with now, um, it was told as you know your colon's like your your intestines literally flipped. I mean, did you know that? And there's a terminology for it. Um, I did not know this until I landed in oncology care six years ago. I started with that part of my life, with the journey with oncology. And I did not know that. I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. It was a medical term. Um, I have all my reports and everything now. I had revision, um, revised uh, through the judiciary hearing with my disability because everything had to be changed to as an infant instead of a uh, disability beginning as an adult. It backed it way up into the mother's wound with Addison's autoimmune. So they were able to pick up the rest of the records we were missing that were paper through the children's hospital, like the emergency and, and um, yada, 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 which finally went from paper to electronic, which we didn't have a lot of that information when I went through initial disability, but now that we had it, everything had to be redone. And plus my health changed, so um, that's a good thing. But um, a lot of the drugs, it's not necessarily as um, I talked to my hospital specialist just an hour ago. And they called me regarding testing I had this morning. And they said, it's not necessarily that you're allergic to the drugs. It's just, I agree with the last, I had an institute actually I went to that did all allergy testing um, for different medicines and that. And it was odd because it's like one drug I would be allergic to in a family of this drug, but then the other drugs within the family I was not. So it was very weird. Um, Morphine's still something I'm allergic to. But then there's other drugs connected to, you know, a particular drug. And then I, um, like, I can't take penicillin, but I can do amoxicillin. So it's very odd, but, excuse me, I was told uh, this afternoon on the phone, they got everything back, and they said, it's, it's not that. It's just your absorption is what it is. It's the pills. It's the capsules. You're lacking the motility. And that was picked up during the last surgery when they tested your, you know, intestines and that your small large intestine during surgery there was no movement which is not normal um when they open you up you should have a lot of you know movement and that and I did not so um and they said too is with radiation and we did multiple treatments with each treatment we maxed it out that created a hell of a lot of scar tissue too that can also create a big problem with someone who has um dysmotility problems and making matters worse. So it could be also things have gotten worse in that aspect where I'm not breaking things down. However, I do have some good news. So that's why I'm not going to do the original podcast I was going to do from this morning all the way to the hospital. But do have some good news as I got approved. So we were able to, with testing the hospital, find uh, medication that will work through the pain pump that I will be able to use that it shows I'm not allergic to although it will not be morphine. Now, this is a good thing, and why you'll ask is because through pain pump, they're able to um, bypass me taking medicine for pain orally and able to do it through a pump. 
So it goes right into, you know, your bloodstream. We can bypass all the digestive tract, you know, that whole nine yards. And the thing with Addison's is why they do injections and things like that. If we could um, bypass taking oral pills is because they already know, specialist hospital specialists, they already know I have a problem with medication um, that I'm not absorbing it correctly or sometimes not at all. They did see some scans where they said they found um, full-size pills um, in the colon, upper colon. So they kind of knew I have a problem there. So this is this has been like, uh, this has been in the making. That's all I got to say. I never thought I'd be able to get a pain pump. And the reason was is because the first group that I was with um, under hospital pain management, first group I had, a couple years ago, when I started this part of the journey, as uh, they certainly thought I wouldn't be able to because they more or less, um, their drug of choice for pain has been morphine through the pump. But there's other drugs you can use. Um, with this group that I started with, um, it's been a while now, they use other drugs. There's other drugs, as I said, it's just not specific to one drug because not everybody's going to be able to take that drug to the pain pump. But the main thing with the pain pump is giving you the medicine you need to help, you know, your body relax and for me to be able to be, be able to sleep and not have pills when they do work burn off in three hours. And then the greater the pain, the faster when you are absorbing things, it'll burn out of your system. Um, they can tell also by that is the changes within the pain itself. Um, things progressing so um, normal people in that when oncology treatments don't work and things grow back and you make it past the prognosis, which mine was five years, and then it's one year prognosis after that. Um, that's how it works. So I made it that extra year. So I'm six years. So things have gotten worse. Everything, you know, the tumor grew back. And then I did not have ascites. Uh, my pockets of fluid, I had three pockets. Now there's seven pockets um, all within, which it's, um, well, I guess I could say at least it's isolated, but it's all lower abdominal. So that doesn't make it very pleasant, which causes a lot of the nausea in that. But I didn't have the ascites before oncology treatments and that's just um it's just secondary to things progressing without getting into too much but it causes a hell of a lot of pain um so trying to get comfortable sleeping has been really really difficult um it has created a little bit of anxiety when i lay down because um i'm always wondering when i get the really really deep deep aches i've been getting just the past Three months, which tells them things are getting, I mean, they're going to get worse. I mean, I already know that. I was already told that. But uh, the deep, deep body aches and that um, are concerning. We're going to be addressing that next month at the hospital. Um, I'm not really going to get into that, but it's just something new. Um, it just, when things progress, there's different things you're going to encounter and with pain. Um, that's one I've never had. So I have to be able to have something to uh, manage the pain at night when I'm sleeping so I'm comfortable and my body can heal overnight and, you know, recoup from the day. 
but um, pain, chronic pain, definitely takes a lot of energy out of you. So um, Addison's doesn't help. But we're regulating. I go next week uh, to a different hospital back with Addison's to uh, see where I'm at with my levels. And, of course, I'm sure we'll be changing things, either increasing, probably increasing. They didn't say anything about decreasing. We're just trying to find a happy level for me. Um, but the Addison's was causing problems with the uh, spontaneous blood just gushing out of the nose. Um, blood pressure low and um, body temperature dropping really, really extremely low. And the paleness. Uh, hair loss, of course, like I said before, that's, you know, that's just part of treatments, but I don't worry about that. That's like the least of my worries. It's just hair. But um, I'm just, I'm not going to say I'm happy. Who the hell? Happy because I'm going to get a pain pump. You know, nobody should be happy get a pain pump. I'm just going to say I'm relieved. I'm relieved because I don't want to suffer and go through a tremendous amount of pain that I have. Over the past couple months, when all these pills, we keep increasing the pills, increasing the pills, and then we were going with um, the last time we tried, and then insurance company was like, hell no, I'm not going to pay it because um, it should be under hospital care or hospice. Um, we're not going to pay for it, so we pay out of pocket. It's just, um, it was a 24-hour extend relief off of a, a really strong narcotic um, I'll be honest, I wasn't very comfortable with it because um, it's something that I, we wouldn't be able to. I couldn't regulate it, and they can't. Once you take the pill, <laughs> what happens if it's I don't absorb it right and I get too much? That kind of made me feel a little bit uncomfortable, uneasy about it, although I don't want to be in pain. But um, let's face it, you get something like that in your system, you know. Who knows, you know, I could just be sleeping all day. I, I don't like that. I'd rather have a pain pump where things can be managed um, and regulated and when it's needed um, right into the blood and not waiting hours and hours and hours or taking one pill and you're stuck all day. Um, this just didn't sound uh, very reassuring to me. So this is a huge, huge um, step in the right direction. I'll have to say uh, I'm like tremendously relieved because um, I really didn't think this would be possible. Um, but I have to remember, as I was told, is um, every group and every doctor and every specialist and even oncology, everybody practices different, you know, and everybody has their game plan and, you know, step by step process that they take and each group and each doctor and each specialist is completely different um what one group may do the other one may not or one group agree or not um but in general like i said with the first group it was just directly strictly morphine um but as i was told there's other drugs and you're kind of patient that we're going to try the other drugs things that you're going to need in the evening to sleep and we won't have to worry anymore about taking pills because we were increasing the pills um and we realize they're not absorbing or sometimes they're just showing up and not breaking down at all. And other times, um, then the pain gets too great and then I'm burning, as they call it, you burn through the drug really, really quick. So get three hours, um, three and a half hours max and it's out of system. 
the compliance panel I think I talked about on the um, podcast this morning. I was waiting, actually. Uh, I didn't finish the podcast. I was sitting in the, uh, waiting on my appointment. But um, before I got there, I was talking about compliance checks. Um, when you're under care for chronic pain and it's for a lifetime, um, there's a lot of paperwork and things that the patient just doesn't have to sign, but the surgeon, the hospitals, um, oncology is aware of it. Your hospital, you're under hospital care. There's a lot of compliance um, means and ways that they have to go by and you also as a patient. And one of them is compliance checks. Um, they're usually done just I mean, the first time. It's like once every six months. Uh, now it's like once a year for myself. But it was interesting. Um, I was talking to my specialist uh, just an hour ago when they called with all the test results and told me we're going to proceed with the pain pump. Looks good. Found some drugs that you're not allergic to that's going to be able to work. You'll be able to sleep. You know, when you're ready to sleep, you'll sleep peacefully and not have to worry about the pills going to absorb or not. But we did a compliance panel. And um, I want to say over 60 drugs. I think it's a little bit more than that. And I'm not joking. Um, <laughs> absolutely. This is the first time I actually, they did a full compliance panel. And I was like, oh my gosh. I had all this stuff come back. And luckily they uh, talked with me on the phone about it. And I said, you know, I saw this come. I thought, what the heck, you know. Um, a lot of these drugs I never heard of. And they said, yeah, um, it's a compliance panel. And, you know, you have to do it. And every patient does it. But it's so interesting, you know. Um, once again, you look at addiction and people who abuse prescription drugs and they take drugs and how the government's so harsh on opiates and things like that. Um, we have to remember there are people who have real pain. I mean, some really, really, really harsh pain um, from chronic illness, whether that's cancer or anything else. We shouldn't be judgmental and critical and fault everybody because of the addict or somebody who shouldn't be using a drug or abusing the drug or not even sick and just masking emotional, um, you know, emotional struggles where mental health should be helping and being provided as a patient. Um, but a patient chooses other means to escape and narcotics and drugs and abusing drugs. And it just causes a lot of problems for patients like myself. And there's other patients too, where we jump many, many hurdles in the compliance panel. I mean, I was, it was at least 60 drugs. I'm literally going to have to look. I'll podcast tomorrow about it because I'm getting ready to go to sleep and call it a day. I know it's like 5.17, but this is my life. You know, I can't control it. When my body's done, it's done. I run out of energy. I can't do no more. Um, but uh, the compliance panel um, was extreme. And uh, I told him, I said, was it like this before? And I'm like, yeah, it's just maybe you just didn't pay attention. Like, I don't think I did. But um, what was interesting is um, my body was showing like just absorption rate of just, I mean, literally half of what just several months ago um, my absorption rate, as they said, uh, was very poor. So they knew right there 
um, just from compliance panel that listen, you're not breaking things down at all, whether absorbing any much of anything. Um, no wonder I'm in a world of pain when I'm, you know, my body's just done and I go to lay down, which I um, still sleep on a couch. Now it's it's good to sleep on the couch I have because the arm part, head part's higher, so I'm able to prop up and be comfortable. But I wonder now, I'm like, well, no wonder why the hell, um, especially with the deep, deep aches now. Um, I mean, deep aches all over your body. Now I know why, because it's like not absorbing right. But it just really just, I thought, you know, people who need to be under care, um, palliative care, hospice care, you know, and you're under care and medication, you know, to help with the pain. We all jump through all these hurdles. And prescribing, those who prescribe, like a pharmacy was telling me we're trying to get the drug manufacturer, um, they normally only, um, um, what do I want to say, um, release the drug, is that what I'm saying? Distribute the drug. I can't think of the name of it. I guess distribute is a good analogy to say it, word to say. But usually it's just under hospice care or in hospital care. But um, in my situation, um, we do things so I'm able to be at home, you know, because that's important. Um, when you have autoimmune problems, your immune system is extremely compromised. The last thing I want to do is um, put you in any type of care or in hospital where you're going to be exposed to germs because um, that could be more lethal than uh, what you're dealing with already internally. Uh, we don't want that. So uh, it was agreed upon. And uh, I have everything, my will and everything already set anyway. And trust me, for people who ask me questions, I am so already well prepared. And um, I have got things already handled in every aspect, all the way down to um, what if with my fur kids and that, um, making sure that they're well taken care of and, um, you know, place together and you know proper home and I'm, I'm way ahead all the way to what my uh, final arrangements you know I'll be buried when cremated um do I want a funeral service do I want the station I have everything everything covered um and working with the insurance company and when you're just you know disabled now disability you know you have like um nurse care and things like that I got everything I just say I got everything covered so anybody asking me questions I'm not gonna respond to any more emails so this should answer it I'm already way ahead I'm way ahead, way ahead already. I already have everything set, iterized, and it's done. It's been done. So I don't have to worry about any of that. And um, rightfully so, I shouldn't have to. But um, I don't have to worry about October and hitting the pharmaceutical company again and figuring out, do we make a generic of this drug because it's too darn expensive, one pill a day, and good Lord, I mean, $1,000 just to, you know, get the pain under control and, you know, so I can sleep and... I don't have to worry about it anymore. So I was told it'll be an outpatient procedure. You know, it's really quick. And uh, call Monday office, and we'll get things scheduled. So uh, um, thank you for those friends of mine. who um, I spoke to a couple this morning. And, uh, of course, another special someone for the well wishes and keep me in their thoughts and... As I said, cross all your fingers and your toes that we can find something that um, I can take and it can be used through a pain pump so I don't have to worry about all these pills. Um, because the problem when you start taking more pills and more pills and more pills is you have to go through your entire 
by the time you swallow the pill, so it absorbs. And you have to break all that stuff down um, with your, you know, GI organs. And sometimes a lot of that stuff is just not good uh, for the liver and other things. But this will bypass to where it goes directly in the bloodstream. And um, we can regulate. And, um, you know, pain pumps are completely different than just, you know, taking things orally by mouth. So this is a good thing. This is actually uh, starting this weekend, you know, on a peaceful note and knowing, you know, you know, things work out the way they need to work out. And sometimes, you know, it just takes time, but the process works out. And sometimes it's really just as I'm still learning, it's about patience and letting things just be, you know. Um, and if it's meant to be, it'll be, you know, especially even life in general. But um, when it comes to your health, sometimes you have to just step back and sit back and just allow things to happen the way they're going to happen. Because um, a lot of things are just not within your control. But I am so thankful. I'm so thankful that uh, finally um, I'll be able to sleep pain free. <laughs>